0: Welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle, a podcast for midlife moms who want to make the next season of life their best one yet. I am your host, Jenny Gwynn. You might find yourself transitioning into a new phase of life as your children become more independent or leave the nest. Mama, I am here to tell you that your life isn't over. You simply have new opportunities ahead of you. After years of pouring your heart and soul into raising your family, it is your turn to reconnect with yourself. In this podcast, we will talk about the joys and challenges of midlife. You will be inspired to rediscover your God-given purpose or to dust off old dreams and make them a reality. You'll learn how to navigate relationships with your adult children, to reconnect in your marriage, or focus on your health by being more active or finally losing the weight you've struggled with for years, whatever this next season of life brings. This podcast will equip and encourage you to be happy, healthy, and holy. Hey, friends. Welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle. I am so grateful that you are with me this week. Recently, I have been reading the story of a soul, which is the autobiography of the little flower, or otherwise known as St. Therese of Lisieux. I often turn to her as a reminder that life can be simple, and that moving forward in small steps or in little ways is okay. And it is actually where true transformation happens. If you are anything like me, then you need to be reminded, and sometimes you need lots of reminders, to slow down and be present in your daily life. Today, I'm going to share with you three ways that you can create little actions or little ways, as St. Therese calls them, but how those can lead to life-changing transformations. One of the things that I've learned about myself through life coaching—and yes, I so believe in the power and the healing and the transformation that comes from life coaching— that I have my very own coach who I meet with each week. As I coached with her, as I've done a lot of self-coaching, I've become aware of my thoughts and feelings. And what I have learned is that I tend to have an all-or-nothing mindset. Without a conscious effort, I overlook the small gifts, the small successes, and the small wins in my life. So, what is all-or-nothing thinking? It wants us to think that things have to be bigger and they have to be better. The BetterUp website provides this definition. All-or-nothing thinking is a negative thinking pattern that polarizes situations, experiences, choices, and people, also known as black-or-white thinking. This thought process leads people to place everything into boxes of good and bad. All right, so all or nothing thinking can keep you stuck and unhappy because it only allows you to see the ways that you are failing, the ways that you come up short, or don't measure up to others. All or nothing thinking wants you to believe that your actions have to be big, bold, and showy or else it isn't enough, or what you and I often tend to think is that we aren't enough. This one-sided thinking is dangerous, and it can prevent you from living your unique God-given purpose. Here are three ways that all-or-nothing thinking shows up in my life. See if you can relate to any of these. First is in my weight loss efforts. I tend to either be 100% on protocol or 100% off. I'm either good or bad. I've even said the words I'm either on the wagon or off the wagon. The slightest mistake or overeat usually would cause me to throw in the towel, and I would have the idea that I'll just begin again tomorrow or, better yet, on Monday. But what I've learned through life coaching is by creating a new awareness around food and my actions towards eating is that there's actually lots of gray area, and gray area can be good. There's a lot to learn in the gray area. There are so many wins around weight loss and getting healthier aside from the scale or being 100% on an eating plan. All of those times that I stop eating before I feel stuffed because I'm connected with my body and how it feels physically, or those times instead of turning to food to feel better or as a reward, I have discovered other things to turn to, like journaling, going outside for a walk, or simply celebrating my wins by learning to validate myself from within, having my own approval without having to seek it from someone else. These are examples of celebrating the small wins, which of course we know can add up to huge progress. The second way is using words like always, never, should, and shouldn't. These words close you off to seeing things any differently. I used to think that I could never lose weight or that losing weight always had to be hard. Can you relate to that? I would also beat myself up with saying I should do this, even if it was something that I dreaded or absolutely did not want to do but I felt that the action would make someone else happy or maybe I would be accepted more or maybe it just seemed like the right thing to do that I should do it. I often tell my clients when this comes up, when they use words like always, never and should, that they put all of these responsibilities on their shoulder. They should do this. They should be a better mom. They should be a better wife. They should volunteer more. They should be more aware, all of these shoulds, and you can probably come up with some of them in your own life, I tell my clients to stop shoulding on themselves because all of those shoulds pile up and they can actually hold you back. They could hold you back from moving forward and making progress and actually doing what God has called you to do. Finally, The third way that all or nothing shows up in my life is by only acknowledging big accomplishments, by thinking, go big or go home. This is similar to the all or nothing weight loss mentality. I tend to overlook all of the small ways that I am moving forward, the small ways that I help or encourage others, or tiny moments when God is present in my life— like the sunset, a blooming flower, or a smile from a stranger. At times, I overlook these things because I think it should be something bigger or more grand or more impactful. It is easy to look past the gifts in the ordinary because you are constantly seeking the extraordinary. God is in the extraordinary but he's also present in the ordinary. In the story of a soul, St. Therese is quoted for saying, If I did not simply live from one moment to another, it would be impossible for me to be patient. But I only look at the present. I forget the past, and I take good care not to forestall the future. St. Therese reminds you and I to live in the present moment, to experience all of the blessings God has given to each of us, to celebrate each tiny win or success because they are the stepping stones to creating life-changing transformations. I want to share with you now three ways to allow your little ways, or your little actions to become life-changing transformations. Number one, stop striving for perfection. It's possible, I promise. Ask yourself, who defines perfection? Is it the world? Is it others who give you their approval? Or do you have this definition of perfection in your mind. The problem with striving for perfection is that it's impossible to achieve. So my friends, you will always come up short. You will always see your failures instead of your successes. Perfection causes you to view any misstep that you have as a failure. But those failures really are lessons. They're lessons that help propel you forward. St. Therese shared this with one of her novices. And if the good God wants you weak and hopeless like a child, do you believe that you will have less merit? Agree to stumble at every step, therefore, even to fall, to carry your cross weakly, to love your helplessness. Your soul will draw more profit from it than if carried by grace. You would accomplish with enthusiasm heroic actions that would fill your soul with personal satisfaction and pride. Okay, my friends, it is okay not to be perfect. This was the hardest and most difficult lesson for me to learn not only on my weight loss journey, but as a mom, as a wife, as a coach, as a business owner. I know now that each misstep, whether it's on my health journey, in my personal life, or in my business, is simply that, a misstep. When I stopped seeking perfection— I began to notice all of the big and small ways that I was actually making progress. By being aware of the all-or-nothing thinking, I'm able to reframe my thoughts and to search out the progress and to see the small steps, even if they're tiny, those small steps of improvement. Like St. Therese suggested, I also realized that I am weak, and I tend to fall quite often. So instead of beating myself up, I'm thanking God for those times and turning to Him for strength and courage to stand up and to keep moving forward. All right, number two, believe that your goals and dreams and your aspirations are possible because they were placed on your heart by God and His will for your life. How often do you find yourself covering up a desire in your heart because you think it just isn't possible for you? Maybe you tell yourself you're not smart enough, talented enough, or blessed enough for whatever it is that you desire— It is easy to look at the lives of those around you and to think that they are more equipped, smarter, or more deserving than you. Like striving for perfection, the tendency to believe that it just isn't possible for you could rob you of being who God has called you to be—a saint. Yes, God has called you and me to be a saint. Do you believe that's possible? St. Therese says, I have always wanted to be a saint. I've always noticed that when I compare myself to the saint, there is between them and me the same difference that exists between a mountain whose summit is lost up in the clouds and the obscure grain of sand trampled underfoot by the passersby. Instead of becoming discouraged, I said to myself, Good cannot inspire the unrealizable desires. I can then, in spite of my littleness, aspire to holiness. It is impossible for me to grow up, and so I must bear with myself such as I am with all my imperfections. But I want to seek out a means of sainthood by a little way, a way that is very straight, short, and totally new. So, my friends, Look for the little ways that you can move forward. It might be in ministry, using your God-given talents, navigating a relationship with your adult children, taking control of your health by losing weight and establishing healthy habits. Whatever the desire that God has placed in your heart, God wants you on the summit, but He also wants you to rely on Him to assist you on the climb up to the top. He wants you to believe that climbing to the top is possible with his strength, his guidance, and encouragement. And that climbing to the top comes with small actions, small steps towards the summit. And number three, remember that small steps become huge game. All right. Just for a second, let's talk about baseball. Are you a baseball fan? Do you know how most baseball games are won? Obviously, whoever has the most runs at the end of the game is the winner, but baseball games are won with one base hit after another. They are won by consistently earning as many runs as possible. The same is true for your life, your health, your relationships, your career, and your faith life. In order to make progress, you have to stack up small wins over and over again. The compounding effect of these wins will help you win in the long run. Now, yes, sometimes you might get a Grand Slam, just like in a baseball game. Grand Slams are always so much fun to watch and to celebrate, but always focusing on the Grand Slam and thinking that you are in failure if you don't get a Grand Slam will cause you to miss out on the bots, the walks, or the simple base hits. It is in those that you make progress. It is in those that you go from first base to second base all the way around to home and gain runs. It's how you climb to the top and reach the summit. All right, it's impossible to talk about St. Therese without sharing her little way. This is one of my favorite quotes that she has When I did a Bible study years ago, and we talked about St. Therese, it was in a Father Gately book. This quote was one of my favorites, and it's often one that I go back to when I am faced with thinking that I have to make a big gain or I have to move forward in big ways. This is what reminds me of her little way. She shares, I wanted to find an elevator which would raise me to Jesus, for I am too small to climb the rough stairway of perfection. I searched then in the scriptures for some sign of this elevator, the object of my desires, and I read these words coming from the mouth of eternal wisdom. Whoever is a little one, let him come to me. And so I succeeded. I felt I had found what I was looking for. The elevator which must raise me to heaven is your arms, Jesus. And for this, I had no need to grow up, but so rather to remain little and become this more and more. I will love this quote because what we need is Jesus. We don't need an elevator that's going to shoot us to the top or help us to make huge gains. What we need is Jesus who's going to help us move forward, who's going to help us climb the mountain to sainthood or to living our unique God-given purpose. And so it's in that relationship with Jesus that you are able to let go of the all-or-nothing thinking. You're able to let go of the perfection and believe that that desire He's placed on your heart is possible. So, my friends, as we close, remember that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It is in the middle or with the small steps that you can make progress. It is in the little moments of your life that you can grow closer to God and slowly become the person He has called you to be. Like St. Therese, it is in the littleness that you allow God to fill your heart. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for the gift of the little flower, for the words and wisdom of St. Therese. Lord, we ask you to help us to live the little way, to be grateful and to seek out the small actions in our lives that are helping us to grow closer to you. Lord, when we think that we have to be bold, and we have to hit grand slams. Help us to remember that you are our strength, that you are there to guide us and carry us on our way. Lord, we ask that you bless our families, you bless our church communities, our city, and the world. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, friends, stay happy, healthy, and holy, and I will see you next week. God bless. For more information on Catholic Moms in the Middle or to set up your complimentary Moms in the Middle mentoring session, go to catholicmomsinthemiddle.com or find me on Facebook at Catholic Moms in the Middle for even more encouragement and support as you embrace this next season of life. The music for this podcast was written by Sean Williams, Catholic composer and musician. You'll find more of Sean's original music at musicbyseanwilliams.com. That is musicbysean, S-H-A-W-N, williams.com.